Okay, cool. Okay. Welcome back. Welcome back to my best friend's podcast. And my best friend's podcast. It's us, your best friends. Yay. Um, I'm so excited about today's episode. This was, um, I really annoyingly was like, we have to do this episode. We have to do this episode because I have, well, let me say what we're talking about first. It's money. Dollar, dollar bills. You probably all know. All I want to do is gun check, gun check, cash register noise. <laughs> I don't know what it comes after that. Um, I think after that, it's whatever you want. Thanks. It's whatever the heart desires. <sighs> I am so excited. Aurora is rubbing her pregnant tummy, <sighs> which you are getting like visibly pregnant. This is so I know. cute. Well, half of this is my hernia, but. Oh, sad. Pregnancy. <laughs> I love how real you are about your pregnancy. Look, like every dear readers, pregnancy sucks. <laughs> it sucks so hard. <laughs> I love my children though, so I will do it for them. But this is the oh. last time I will ever be pregnant. I think this is the first time I've ever heard so you say hard. children. I know. I have another child in here. He's almost mm. halfway cooked. That's so cute. I know. It's also kind of weird. I'm so excited. But anyway, we're not here to talk about my fetus. We're here to talk about money. Money, money, money. Um, like I said, I am super excited to do this episode because I have recently been obsessed with these things called... Mm, I'll plug this now. They're called money diaries. If you like this, look them up. We'll put a link in the description. They're on a site called refinery 29 and people will submit basically what we asked, which is like for income and position. And they get way more detailed. They ask age and like partner and paycheck amount and mortgage and other expenses per month. And so they do all of that. And then the diarist will do like a week in their life where they'll say like, I woke up and then I had to get coffee on the way to work because my coffee machine was broke. Coffee machine was broken and it was like $4 and they total it all up. And it is so interesting to see how other people live and to analyze other people's relationship with money. And truly one of the most interesting things is the way money does and does not impact your life. There are some people who make $300,000 a year, which to me is like an unfathomable amount of money right. that spend less per week than somebody making $40,000 a year, just because they are in a spot where they are really frugal or they are like a real homebody. And so they just buy their groceries and go home. Like they don't enjoy going out. It's just, it's so fascinating. So interesting. We'll link those at the end, but this was super fun to kind of hear from our, like our listeners. Yeah. Um, we're going to read some of these responses and kind of talk about them. All of we them. also wanted to share our own yes. kind of financial situations, which is, I will say, so I grew up with like a really weird view on money. Did you? Just because, yeah, when Seth and I first got married, money was like, it, we didn't fight about it, but yeah. I was so uncomfortable. I didn't want him to talk to me about money. <gasps> what? We didn't talk about how much we made. We didn't, like we shared a bank account, but I was terrified to spend money because my parents would fight about money. Oh. And, and so it was one of those things, like my dad owned his own business. Mm -hmm. And so that can be really stressful. And my parents had nine kids. So that's just a, there was, there were stressful financial situations growing up, which yeah. is normal in any marriage. But there was just, it was so tense in my household when money came up that- I just, I was fine with money. Like I didn't mind spending money and I was really good at like budgeting and saving until I got married. And then as soon as I got married, I was like, I am not going to spend a cent. Like this yeah. is my husband's and my money. Yeah. Like it completely. Anyway, so we're good now. 
<laughs> but in the beginning of our marriage, we we had some issues just trying to figure out. Um, so it wasn't that you were spending too much. Or no, anything. it was just that I was like terrified to spend any money. And I felt like I had to hide from him if I was like spending $4. Yeah. Like, which isn't a big deal. And now we're just at a place where if I, what I'm comfortable with is if I want to spend money, I just text him and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to spend this money. Is that cool? Yeah. And he's always like, you know, it's fine, (laughs) (laughs) but it's just what you're comfortable with. But it's just, I feel comfortable, you know, making sure he knows that I'm about to spend something. Yeah. So So was it, was it that, did you grow up feeling like there was never enough or that your parents fought over it? Both. Oh, interesting. Both. So it was just a lot of, yeah, it was just money just always made me feel really uncomfortable. And I used to feel really, I still do feel really uncomfortable in social situations where people will talk about their money situation. Yeah. Like if someone's like, I'm broke, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) that sucks. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like I truly get uncomfortable laughing. So uncomfortable if someone, I mean, even if someone were to be like, I have so much money, I'd be like, okay, like, <laughs> thanks. Your face is pink right now. Like you're uncomfortable even joking. I about know. It. I, I just, I truly, I think some of the, <laughs> something I've definitely gotten arguments before where, cause he'll joke, like if we're kind of broke, he'll like make a joke about being broke and I'll be like, Seth, <laughs> you can't tell people, people will hear you. People will hear you if you say we only have $4 in our bank account. And he's like, well, we do. And I'm like, but no one needs to know. <laughs> so anyway. That's so interesting. One of the things that people said to me as they were writing these in is they were like, oh, I want to talk about this, but like, I feel so uncomfortable. Like I went to type this out and I started feeling so uncomfortable. Talking about money is uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think it should be. It I think shouldn't that, be. that was invented by corporate America so that we don't talk about our salaries. It's that true. People are convinced, like if your employer is telling you that you're worth $10 an hour and nothing is telling you contrary and all that you are told is that you have to feel so grateful, which you, which you should be grateful for your income, but $10 is as good as it's going to get for your experience level or X, Y, Z. Like, why would you ever demand a raise? Why would you ever try to leave for a different company? It's, I think it's, I think it's an invention and I don't like it. So well, that was the reason I, I wanted the same to do way. this. So I'm really excited about this. I also am just really fascinated about like by the wage gap and <gasps> yes. um, you know, I want to do a whole podcast on that and I want to get somebody like smart in here Same. to talk about that with us because because I'm not smart enough to, we probably won't talk about the wage gap a lot just because all of these are anonymous. Yeah. Almost every single one we got was from women. Um, that's typical of our that, listener. Yeah, piece, that is typical. I think I only got like two from men. Yeah. Um, I was grateful for it though. Shout yeah, I was, I was too. The men made more than the women in most cases. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I am so fascinated by, I mean, I wonder if that's something like, for instance, like a lot of guys will just go out post-college or in college or something. They can work construction and get paid a better hourly rate. And it's like, I'm not going to go work construction. I would rather make less and go do something not physically like horrifyingly uncomfortable or physical labor. I, right. I wonder how much things like that play into it. I also versus... think, I also think, I think the biggest thing, and again, I'm a very non-confrontational person. Yeah. And so I really relate to this, but I know that most men will go into an interview and they, unless they're really desperate for a job, yeah. are much more likely to negotiate wage mm-hmm. from the beginning. I had a job once where I went into the interview and I was told that the position, I found out afterwards that um, if you're a woman, you are less likely to be given the job if you ask about salary during the interview. What? Um, that makes sense. That it does really make sense lines because up. I almost didn't get this job. 
after that, I stopped asking until after they like wanted me to come back for another interview or whatever. Um, but I went into the interview and at the end of the interview, they were like, do you have any other questions? And I said, well, what's the compensation? Because that's a normal thing to ask. Well, it's a job. You're doing it for money. I want to know how much I'm going to be making. I just am really passionate about being a secretary for telecommunications. And I just really want to know how much I'm going to make. Um, I'll do it for free. I just am (laughs) curious. I will pay you if you'll just let me clock in, come here eight hours a day. (laughs) It's all I want. Um, so I was told that I'd be getting $14 an hour mm-hmm. and I was like, yes, because I, at the time I was making $9 an hour. Oh, wow. So I, or I was making nine forty five because yeah. I was working Psych. at a hotel at the time. Yeah. So I also like got commission. So it wasn't like super horrible, but it was like a $5 raise and I was soaked. And then I went in for a second interview like two or three weeks later, cause they were going to hire somebody else and they backed out. That's the only reason I got the job. And, <laughs> and, um, anyway, I had the second interview. They were like, okay, great. They offered, they extended a job offer for $11 an hour. (gasps) And I took it because I'm a freaking idiot. Oh my God. Because I didn't know that I could say anything. It was a different, so it was a different manager that this, that offered me the job. Yeah. And I didn't feel like I could say, oh, but in my first interview, yeah, because I really wanted to get out of the job I was in. And so I just accepted it, but I was so bitter and they didn't give me a raise the entire two years that I was there, even though I asked three times. Oh my gosh. I remember one job you had when I first got to know you fought for a raise. That's that job. Oh my gosh. That was, that's unbelievable. This is actually a good place to jump into my financial situation currently if that's good with you because the job that I have, I love. And I know that there are a lot of people, I had a job that I hated and I told myself that I loved it just to be like all positive attitude. And then I got out and I was like, depression who? Like I suddenly don't want to die. I walked out of that job. I swore I would never walk out of a job, walked out of that job. Um, but the job that I'm at currently, I truly love. And one of the reasons that I love it that I, I feel like I am really invested in it and care and feel valued, which are all important things for a workplace because it's a professional environment. You want to get along with your coworkers and have it be fun and have it have like a personal aspect to it, but it's still a business. And part of that is respect and obviously compensation. I was originally offered that job and I had given like a soft yes, because I went in and I like, it seemed like a great job. I needed a new job, but I was juggling, um, a desire to maybe go to esthetician school, which then we realized I can't cause I can't pop zits or I'll throw up. And so I was juggling esthetician school and then a few other similar job offers. I actually had a job offer for more. And the thing that I, I gave a soft yes, and then decided that I was going to, rescind that. Yes. I had said like, I'm not signing anything yet. I think I'll take it. And they were like, cool. Let us know by this date. And I ended up going back in and saying, um, I can't take this job after all. Thank you so much. I rescinded like my yes and all that, all that stuff in a timely manner. Like it was all very professional. I had decided I wanted to go to esthetician school and they offered me more money which it was not about the money and it still was not as much as a second job offer that I had at the time. And again, I wasn't going to take that one because it's, it wasn't about the money. It was about, um, I felt valued for the very first time. And it was, they said, what, what will it take to get you? And so I, I feel free to admit now, cause I got the paychecks. I highballed. I was like, this is what I want. And they were like, 
great. Your training pay will be a little bit less, but then like, if you, if you show up and you do good work, like that's what you'll get. And I was like, freaking great. And it has been a truly transformative experience because I feel much more responsible for what I make because I asked for it. And I, I I feel like I show up better on a daily basis because of it. Anyway, this isn't about my fabulous work ethic or anything. Um, but yeah, I think I feel so weird saying my salary. Cause like, that's okay. I do too, it's but it's going to happen. We have to say it. I know we asked all of you to share your salaries, but you all get the benefit of being but at our employers. If you listen to this, um, is that illegal? Should we check? No, you're allowed to share. Okay. Your, that's to talk. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think that we should share the names of our companies, no. but we can share our positions. And yeah. Um, I am, head of my social media department. I think I'm still like head in training, but I'm like, I'm the, I do all the social media for a marketing firm and I make, I think it's 36 a year. Um, I feel so, this is so funny. Like I'm blushing as I say this. I'd like to cry because you make more than me, but what you do. Okay. Including all of your side hustles and everything. No. See, there we go. Um, and if you, <laughs> but at my regular nine to five job, you make more than me. <laughs> well, you get to work part like at that's home. True. That's stuff. true. There, there are many there are flexibilities between our yes. jobs. Yeah. And when it came, like I, like I said, I got my training pay and my, um, which was different from my actual salary, which was like, it was a probationary period. And I considered saying, um, like I, I wasn't used to working nine to five. I used to work for myself. And then before that, I always had like part-time shift jobs. So some days I would work in the morning, some days in the afternoon. And I kind of like that flexibility. Anyway, I thought about asking if I could work from home part-time as opposed to going in every day and getting a raise, like, Hey, keep my salary lower in exchange for this like part-time remote thing. But I ended up loving the job so much. I, I didn't even consider it. Like I really love the job and like fabulous company, Anyways, shout out to my employers. So anyway, that's what I make. And I feel like I'm compensated super fairly. And it's really exciting to be one of the best things about my company is they um, I've received a lot of like education as I've worked. And that's been fantastic. So that's my. So I want to ask, (gasps) I want to ask, do you feel like you are compensated fairly for because of your experience or your age or your living situation? Like, do you feel like if you were same experience, but you like had a child, would you feel like you were being compensated fairly or would you feel like 36 is not enough for if like a livable wage? I mean, I know the tax breaks would be a little different if I had a kid. So I might take home a little more if I had something like that. Generally, I do think it's it's generally fair. I will say that like all around, it's generally fair. I will say that I think it was a strategic move where obviously the company, like I, my bosses, like all are good people and they're not trying to, right. I'm not trying to say that no, your no, no, company's no. swindling you. I just am. <laughs> I'm just, no, I see what you're saying. Questions. I think they, they hired me knowing, like I said, I do social media marketing. I had no experience with ads manager at all. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a little bit. Um, my forte was like real content and community building and things like that. And so for what I'm getting paid and then you take in what I'm also learning because a a part of my day and a part of my week is I have weekly trainings with my boss who has a master's in, in marketing and he will teach me these things. And so if I was after this job, I wouldn't be like, Hey, my salary is 
36K because I will be better and I will have more experience. Right. But I had not a ton of experience when I started. And so like all in all, for sure. But it would be hard to call that a livable wage if I was responsible for a lot of other people. We wouldn't be living anywhere. Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe some people are better with money than I am, which is completely plausible. But that's okay. That's I mean, for I agree with you, like for the amount of experience, that's a good that's a very yeah. good entry level wage. Totally. Like a pretty oh, good it's entry re- I, I I roll in every day and I'm like, what's up, players? Like I feel so <laughs> good about what I make. And it's a fun, it's a it's a nice place right. to work and, in that. And that's also really important is work environment because Oh my gosh. Because so I make slightly less than Ash. Um, I work in a similar company, mm-hmm. but I am a content writer slash head of PR mm-hmm. um, for a marketing company. I make 30,000 a year, mm-hmm. um, but I like it that job. And I feel like I don't really want to go into like side stuff that I make just because I only recently started making like an actual income from my Instagram. And I feel like for the sake of this, I just feel like it would get really muddled yeah. if I was like, some months I make this much and some months yeah. I make this much. Um, but I do have a husband who makes about 36 K. Mm-hmm. So combined we make about 66 to 70 ish yeah. somewhere in there every year. Um, and that's technically before taxes. So you know, and we both have insurance and, you know, we have a kid oh my gosh, and insurance. all that stuff. Anyway. Um, but, um, so when I started at the company, I was making 28 and then I asked for a raise at the end of the year, actually probably like October. And I was supposed to get another raise at the beginning of this year. And then I chickened out and forgot to ask for it, which Ooh. is my own damn fault. <laughs> so I am not complaining boss. <laughs> It's my fault. And when I'm ready, I'll come and talk to you. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking about if I really want more money, <laughs> I might ask for a pay decrease. <laughs> you know what? I love coming. Um, but I, I also, um, it's a full-time job, but I only go into the office two days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, they let me work from home the rest of the time. And so with the flexibility of my job, I feel really grateful for it. Not that the quality of my work is any less because I'm not in the office every day, but I understand that it's more valuable to have an employee that is hands-on and available at all times. Like they couldn't just on like a Thursday, they couldn't be like, Hey Aurora, we need you to come to this meeting or we need you to go do this photo shoot or whatever, because I'm at home and I don't have someone to watch my kid. Yeah. Um, so there's that as well, but do you I feel like that's a fair trait for lack of a better, tra- like word, the flexibility for not necessarily. Mm-hmm. So what I was going to say, like the reason that I brought mine up directly after yours was the whole environment thing. Um, I recently got offered a job making more, yeah, like a lot more. Oof. And it was a, Oh, stress city. It was a very stressful few weeks while I considered it. I randomly had a company, um, reach out to me. Add you on LinkedIn. They reached out to me on LinkedIn, which I was skeptical of because I was like, are you guys just scamming me? And like, I'm going to show up to the interview and then you're going to like murder me. Sex traffic you. Literally. But, um, (laughs) they're like, you thought we were paying you this much. That's what we're selling you for. Shit. I'm worth more than that. (laughs) Um, um, 
we're not joking about sex trafficking. Yeah, really. I'm just letting you guys know that right now. Clear, clearing the air. Um, no, uh, this guy, I knew that it was a legitimate company though, because I'd heard of them like years before because they yeah. had the same name as a company I'd worked with previously. So I had heard about them like forever ago. So I knew they were real. Um, this guy reaches out to me and he was like, Hey, we're looking for, um, we're looking for a content writer to like head up our marketing. We don't have anyone on our marketing team right now. Um, and they were a software development company. And so it would have been different than what I was currently doing, but not so different that it would have required a lot of training. Yeah. And I'm really good at what I do. I am like a really fast writer. Yeah. And, um, like back when I was, I work slower when I'm from home just because I have a toddler. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I have to like fit it in when he's sleeping or not caring that I'm on the computer. Yeah. Um, but, uh, when I was going into the office every single day, I would get a full eight hours worth of work done before lunch. Yeah. And then I would just spend the last like five hours of the day just kind of derping around. Yeah. Trying to like find stuff to fill the time. That's hard. That's that's probably the worst thing about having set hours somewhere is when you have a workload that like you you can you can feasibly reach the end of your workload. If you do, it's like there's all this pressure to like appear busy or something exactly. like that. And there's there's sometimes when it's like, okay, I can go like try to learn something or make myself right. useful in some but other way. But there's only but so much that you can do. Really? So, um, anyway, it's no longer that way, <laughs> but, um, which is fine. But anyway, uh, this company was, it's a farther commute. They would want me to come in four days a week, um, which still is, you know, they would have me work from home one day a week, but, um, Anyway, and my husband and I share a car. There were just a lot of variables that made me end up turning it down. And I still kind of sometimes I'm like, maybe I should have taken that job because they were offering me 50K, mm -hmm. which for is, those mathematically inclined is $20,000 more yeah, a year. That's a quite a bit of a raise. It's almost double what I was making. Yeah. It would have pushed Seth and I like to almost six figures. Yeah. Um, Oof. Oh, doggy. I know. I just started sweating Ooh. a little bit. I know. <laughs> Pretty millennial stream. Honestly, when I'm like $100,000 a year, if I can just make $100,000 a year, I'll be happy forever. I know. And I'm like, I know there are people out there who make so much more than that. And Honestly. Like, eh. we'll, sure we'll get, we have a couple that. in the 100,000 yeah. range. I know that I was like, were you for Yeah. Me? I was like, buddy, hire me. Honestly. <laughs> um, just kidding. I really, ultimately the reason I didn't take it was because I'm really bad at change and I didn't want all of the change that was going to take, yeah. that was going to happen if I changed. And I, my, I have a coworker who I told about my dilemma and he joked that I hate change so much that I'm willing to pass up $20,000 for it. And I was like, <laughs> really? I am. I really, I mean, there are obviously a lot of other like personal things. Yeah. reasons that I decided not to take it. So anyone who is at home thinking that I am an absolute idiot, <laughs> trust me, I there feel were like things an that idiot, factored in. but there were a lot of things that factored in that ultimately I felt like it wasn't worth switching jobs. Yeah. Um, so that's so interesting. Yes. <laughs> now that we've talked a little bit about our incomes, we want to read some of your 
incomes that you sent in. We asked a few questions. Let me read them real quick. We asked career slash job, annual income, favorite luxury that they can afford, a necessity that they cannot afford, how much they save a month. And then some of the follow-up questions were, do you feel you make a fair wage, livable wage? DM any notable details about your income. I read that so weird, but basically just asking their thoughts on if they think it's fair, livable, et cetera. Um, we got quite a few responses. I'm so excited about um, these because I, I am a nosy person. Yeah. And I will always be so curious when I'll, when I'll see people be like debt free. I'm like, how, but what does that mean? Yes. Like how much are you ma- guys making? Like, are you debt free? Like credit card debt, credit or card, loan or, debt. right. Like a lot of people consider different, like some debts, not actually debt. Like yes. a lot of people will consider a mortgage, not a debt Yes. versus. So when people say like, I'm completely debt free, which one of the people who messaged us is completely debt free. And I know her in real life and I like, and she's completely debt free a hundred percent. Yeah. But, um, but they don't own a house. Okay. And so that's not to say that like, that's bad or anything like that. I'm just saying there, how could you buy a house without going into you would some have debt? To be so you would have to be, you would have to be so well off. <laughs> Do you know, I was, I was sent an article recently. It was a Dave Ramsey article. Dave Ramsey's advice for buying a house with no credit is have a large down payment. I was like, Dave Ramsey, when I save up $100,000 in cash, I will call you and personally tell you that I am able to put a large down payment on a house. What kind of advice is that? Yeah, it's well, for a lot of people, it's just not possible to have a really large down payment because no. you are spending a considerable amount of money on rent before you decide to make that uh-huh. leap. So it's not really like, unless you, ha- again, some people have really great financial situations. They're able to oh, save yeah. a lot. And some of the people who on here said that they were able to save a surprising amount of money a month because, oh, I guess we didn't really go over that for ourselves. Um, mm. um, like how much we're able to save. I am horrible at saving. Seth and I used to, before we had a child and before we bought a house, we were great at saving. I remember we put, like a few hundred bucks in savings every single month, which isn't a lot, but we both at that time, I was making $11 an hour and he was also making $11 an hour. So we both were making considerably less money than we are now, but with fewer expenses. Yeah. Our rent was like 800 bucks a month. Yeah. Um, and we didn't have a child. Yeah. So, and one car, you guys have always shared a car. Yeah. We've always shared a car. Well, at the beginning of our marriage, we had two and then mine broke down and I was like, well, guess we'll just share a car. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, we are planning on getting a second car though, before this baby is born, just because Very nice. I, baby needs its own car. Yeah. Baby needs his own car. He's <laughs> going to be driving and be like, put you to work. I <laughs> need them all. Um, <laughs> little infant, um, <laughs> vision, <a> tiny baby. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so we were able to save a lot more. In fact, my husband was just tell- like, reminiscing on the fact that right before we got pregnant with Bastion, we took a trip to Paris Mm. for like two weeks and neither of us had PTO while we were gone. And I mean, flights aren't that expensive, but we weren't necessarily frugal with it. We probably spent about $3,000 on the trip just because we wanted to. And also we were not nearly as good at getting cheap flights then as we are now. Um, uh, on like making considerably less than we do now because we were able to save a lot more. And now we literally rarely put anything into savings. Like yeah. we, it's a goal to every month, but honestly we have just, we could put money into savings every month, but we have just figured that is more productive to put bigger payments towards debt yeah. than put money into savings. Even though it leaves us in a tight spot, if we have 
like a big finance, like a big expense come up. Like if one of us had to go to the hospital, but, um, debt can be so burdensome though. It can be. And so we have felt like it is really interesting. Like when some people are like, I have $6,000 in the bank, but I'm $15,000 in debt. It's like, you still have negative $11,000. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. So we have just been putting all of our extra savings every single month towards debts rather than putting it into our pocket. And I feel like once we are like all of our, we don't have a ton of debt. We honestly only mm-hmm. have like a few thousand dollars of debt. Um, like aside from a mortgage and our car payment. Yeah. But, um, our goal is within the next few months to pay all that off and then start putting money into savings. That's amazing. So I stay tuned. I would not say I'm horrible at saving by any means. However, last year was a really hard year financially for me. Um, Stopped working for myself, worked a bunch of jobs. I did my taxes this year. I was looking at my W-2s and I was like, what the hell was I doing last year? Um, It was a hard year financially and it drained my savings. There were a few stretches of time that I was unemployed and that was, it was generally fine. Um, I'm also really young. And so it was not like this stressful thing. I just, I just spent it all away till I was back living. Like this is how many dollars I have in my account and I need to spend them all down to zero. And then like, mom, can you send me 20 bucks for gas? Like it was not super healthy, but I was also like, I was, I was 20. I'm 21 now. I'm still like, I was like, I'm still a kid. And that's kind of true. Kind of not true. It just depends on your comfort. I know some people would roll over in their grave. One of uh, my friends is 20 and she just casually says, Oh, my husband just sent me $7,000 to put into savings. Are you fucking kidding me? Sorry. You can bleep that out, but what (laughs) the shit? He makes, I think it was, how much does he was it seven thousand or seven hundred? I will ask her. I think it, it better be seven hundred. Because if it was seven thousand, why the hell was he sending her seven thousand dollars? What does he do? Does he need a sugar baby? No, he's <laughs> he's a salesman. He makes commissions, so he'll get like he'll they'll have like a quote unquote good month, and he'll make like gotcha. a ton, and then a, the next month he'll. It's so sad where he works. Um, they'll be out on the floor. And I think this is pretty typical. I didn't know this though, that they could have somebody come in, say, I'm not looking for a car. I'm not buying a car today, but the salesman that approaches them has to go like walk with them and they get put to like basically the back of the line for salesmen. And so if there are 20 salesmen on the floor and it's a slow day and you get stuck with somebody who's not actually looking to buy a car, they don't make any money that day and they right. can work. She'll, her husband will leave at like 7 a.m. and not come back till 10. It's crazy. Anyways, that that being said. That makes more sense. I was like, he's just casually always making. No. So that makes more sense. A salesman that's working completely off of commission. Yes. It's like, completely commission. Like when you're a realtor. Yeah. Like, you know, some months you'll have a really big paycheck. You just have to be. Look, those salesmen are stronger people than me. Honestly. Also because I'm afraid of talking to people. <laughs> Seriously. I'm afraid of being Me pushy. on a podcast. <laughs> I hate talking to people. You're still just talking to me. And I know. Our, I really am just talking to All of our best friends who we still and think about and cherish in our hearts every night. All of my best friends. But I don't have to look at your faces. Not that I don't want to look at your faces. Look, I would it's love scary. to look into every single one of your eyes as I talk to you about my salary. And I'm staring into my <laughs> microphone. And I'm terrified. Imagining. But I would love to. But I also am that I don't have to. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So th- that being said, circling back to my savings, I currently put like a hundred dollars away. I did just, I actually just got out of my little per paycheck or per month. 
I think per month. Okay. Like not a ton. And I always have big goals to do more, but I recently bought like, um, a course, like I'm becoming a personal trainer. I like bought that. That's taken up a big expense. Alex and I went on that trip where we got engaged. That was a big expense. (laughs) Just talking about my engagement again. Anyway. So those are the answers that we, yeah, I just want to make sure that we covered all of our bases before we covered. Um, do you want to, yeah, let's, let's start. And we're just going to alternate back and forth. We're reading from the same list. And then we have a couple that were individually sent to us because y'all don't follow rules. Um, (laughs) which is okay. I, we, we love you. Do you want to do the first one? I do. Um, so this one is one of my favorites because another follower sent in almost the exact same salary, but she is self-employed and loves her job. And she was like, I love my job. I feel like I'm compensated so fairly, blah, blah, blah. X, Y, Z is so happy with her salary. And it is really interesting because I think that is just kind of a testimony to like, when you're doing what you love, like a lot more is a lot more bearable. Yeah. So this first one is the the job is maintenance tech. Income is 33.2K a year. Their favorite luxury that they can afford is travel. A necessity that they cannot afford is healthcare, which is let's all be honest is just relatable sadly relatable so relatable how much they save a month is zero dollars right now uh do you feel like you make a fair wage livable wage and then details the answer is no i work a dangerous job that deserves compensation for the risk i am in each day not to mention the amount of physical labor a livable wage is tough to come by because of the way our government is structured with health care and taxes if things that were necessities were cheaper yes my wage would be fine i completely look, agree the tea is hot it really tonight. is i agree if we look we all pay taxes and i would like Look, we're not trying to get political here, but I wish that my taxes went to healthcare for everyone and yeah. and also um making it so the planet isn't going to die in 12 years. 100%. It <laughs> that sucks because here's the thing is we're not there's <laughs> because we're not picking a side really. Like it's not like we're paying no taxes and it's every man for himself and the super right. libertarian society. And it's also not a cohesive society where the government is actually structured to help people. We're still paying a shiz ton in taxes. Healthcare is still absolutely unaffordable. For everyone. You, um, yeah. It, like if you're, if you're rich, like you still pay a ton in taxes. Healthcare is still ridiculous. Unless expensive. you're Jeff Bezos and then you get money for tax season, but it's fine. He's the guy who owns Amazon. Oh, great. He made money on taxes last year. I want this year to kill him. I don't want to kill Jeff Bezos. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> don't come free. You have my address. <laughs> he has everyone's address. He can really? do whatever he wants. Honestly, he's going to show up and be like. He also doesn't his workers well enough, but. Honestly, I've heard so many horrible things about Amazon. That's Peeing in bottles. It's fine. Anyway, look, I have a lot of anger about taxes. But all I'm saying is I know people who live in Canada who have free healthcare and they pay, pay like basically the same amount of taxes yeah. as us. So it can be done. We should just move to Canada. Honestly, I know people I joke about that. About it. I will move with you. That's the biggest reason I don't want to move. I'm not kidding. And I think Alex would agree. He's not here, but I think he would say yes. All right. Well, I guess we'll talk to our respective men later and see Sweet. if we all want to move to Canada together. Link up next Thursday. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, I'll try not to get so political guys. Okay. So the next person said they're nanny. Uh, they make 30 K their favorite luxury that they can afford is Lululemon 
or skincare. So many ladies said skincare. Honestly, skincare it is, is expensive. It is expensive, but it is a necessary luxury. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Like, honestly, if I do not look, I'm bad at taking care of my skin, but if I don't like you're going to be flaky. No one yeah. wants to be a flaky bitch. Um, okay. So they said necessity. You cannot afford. They said, if it's a priority, then I can afford it. It's called budgeting. I have True. mixed feelings about that, but that's fine. Um, they said, do you feel like you make a livable wage? Yes. If I live with a roommate, my rent is $1,800 currently for a one bedroom. So if I lived on my own, I wouldn't make it with, uh, $2,600 income a month. However, she's living in a one bedroom and she has a roommate. I feel like in my personal opinion, I feel like that's not necessarily livable. I feel like a livable Mm -hmm. wage, she should be able to have a comfortable living situation. And again, like she probably hopefully loves her roommate and, I, and I'm one not bedroom, trying, there's a good chance that it's like a husband. That's true. Or they wife. just said, right. They just said roommate. So I assume that's true. Non-romantic, but it could be. And also if you are someone who likes living with roommates, that's totally fine. And I disclaimer to the rest of the responses we'll read. I'm not trying to be mean. I just, I know that you're trying to be mean right now. Look, I just, I'm so mean. <laughs> no, I just truly, this is something that really bothers me about the way I just think a lot of people aren't paid as much as they should be. And yeah. it's not necessarily their employer's fault. I just think that our country's a little bit broken yeah. in the way that people are paid. And also like minimum wage doesn't really raise with cost of living. No, I and cannot believe minimum wage is what? 725 in Utah. Unreal. Unreal. When I, when I was in college, that's how much I was making for, mm. um, I mean, I paid $200 in rent a month because I had, three roommates and we all shared a one bedroom apartment. So, you know, it was fine, <laughs> but it. anyway. Okay. Next one. Okay. The next one is, um, I'm super excited about these. I specifically would like, was really wanting to hear. From I love the entrepreneurs. People. Oh my gosh. I'm so proud of this person. Okay. Career is videographer, annual income, 45 K favorite luxury. They can afford massages, but they don't get them a lot because they are definitely not a spender necessity. They cannot afford a house, but I'm fine living in a basement until we can afford it. How much they save a month depends on how much I make. I save between two and four K a month, which, which is, is incredible though. Literally and, so proud of you. And I think they live in a basement. I don't know if that's a parent's basement or something, but I would either way. So, and it seems like they, it, Sounds like they're married. Yes. Yes. So I'm assuming that 45K is just their income. So I'm assuming they also have a spouse's income, which would make sense why they're able to put. Yeah. Because 45K, I mean, it's more than either of us make, but anyway, so it seems like there's, I'm, that's I think, something that I wish we would have like thought to ask is if like they share income with anyone else most or people, like dependents. Most people, I know that this person doesn't have any kids and they are married and okay. I am 99% so I would, sure that this is just their income. Right. So I would assume that the amount going into savings also probably includes their spouses. I would think income, so. But, well, but that's neither here nor there. I'm still super proud of them for being able to yeah. save that much. It's also two and four K. I know that they do weddings and so you can set, like you get paid in little chunks. And I think that that is, can also be really handy for spending because you don't like, you can just be like, I'm just going to put this whole entire sum that I get into savings. But yeah, anyway, bravo on them. Um, their thoughts on their, on their, uh, income is, I think I make a great wage. I love my job. I can afford pretty much anything I want. I'm a good saver, so I don't spend too much. I actually wish I spent more. I have a few things I need, but I can't bring myself to spend the money. Girl, relate. Yeah, I'm horrible at spending money on myself. Ash can attest to this. It's the freaking funniest thing of all time. When you were like, I'm opening a clothing shop. I was like, 
I've never seen you buy clothes. Listen, <laughs> I could list to you the last two times I've spent, I've bought clothes in the last year. Actually, I think just once. <laughs> When I first found out I was pregnant, I told Seth that I had to go get leggings because I couldn't wear jeans anymore because yeah. it hurt too bad. And so I went to Uptown Cheapskate, so a thrift shop, yeah. and bought two pairs of leggings. I spent $20. To be fair, Uptown Cheapskate, the goat. The best. But I cannot even remember the last time I actually spent money on clothes before that. Oh, yeah. I'm so bad at it. My closet is outdated. I love your clothes. Thanks. You always look adorable. From four years ago. It's okay. Okay. Um... Next one is this one's good. Okay. A legal assistant slash entry level paralegal. Um, annual income is 43k. Favorite luxury is eyelashes. Necessity you can't afford. I ha- basically have zero savings. If I lost my job tomorrow, I'd be fucked. <gasps> Screwed. <laughs> <laughs> um, how much you save a month? 50 to 100 bucks. Uh, my goal at my current position is to get to 55 K. I'm not really sure what my next career move would be though, is what she was just the rest of her comments. We keep trying to use the gender neutral pronouns. We're pretty bad at it, but most of these are women. So, yeah, I mean, I think most people would assume Yeah, most of the people who listen to us are ladies. This next one. I have not read this one. This one's good. Okay. Oh, for some reason I haven't read this one. I know. So I'm a stay at home mom. Husband is in USMC. I don't know what that is. Without benefits, 34K. With benefits, 56K. Uh, Luxury, they can afford. Not really into fancy sushi, steaks. Necessity, they cannot afford. Um, She says that they can afford their necessities. Go them. Um, They said that they're really frugal. They save about $750 a month. Which is pretty good. Um, This, okay, I actually have, I have read this one. So her husband, it sounds like he's in the military or right. something like that. Sorry that I don't know what that is. I, I her commentary on this. Yeah. Or oh, you just mean USMC. Oh, I don't know what that is. No, I never mind. Keep going. So she said, considering my husband will be gone for seven to nine months on deployment, is home for approximately three months a year, risking his life every day. No, I do not feel like we make a fair wage. He's explosive, ordnance disposable, and three EOD techs just passed away in Afghanistan. So it sounds like he works a really dangerous job. Honestly, only making 34K. No. Not acceptable. Like that's literally no. Yeah, that's absolutely horrible. It's so dangerous so dangerous and so hard um she had a little bit of commentary um we've been married for almost three years and have moved in the military from california to florida florida to north carolina now my husband is deploying again so on top of moving and not being able to set down any routes he's going to be gone for seven to nine months risking his life somewhere unknown there are very few benefits to his employment monetarily since he still pays taxes which honestly what what freaking screw that I know many service members that struggle to afford basic food, milk, eggs, etc. We also have quote unquote, quote unquote, free health care. But people have had their children die due to lack of caring, listening of doctors and corpsmen. So many people struggle to afford health care. To afford health care base. Sorry, this is a little bit hard to read on the fly. Um, yeah, there's just there's a lot with that one. I wish we should get somebody like a serviceman or like a army wife in here and talk about that sometime just because I think that that can be I would love to have an army wife on here. Really? Like that's so hard. And you think about it like there are people who really, really like glorify the army and then some people that are like, we need to shut down the US military. Like that's also very political. But when you look at the individual families, it's like usually a good guy who just that's his career path and then 
like that would be freaking hard. Look, and I am so proud of like, I am so grateful for the people that like risk their lives for this country. I personally would not be able to do it. I, I'm not saying that I don't love this country, but anyway, (laughs) we're going to move to Canada, but we appreciate what you've done for real. No, I mean, it's seriously the amount of, I just cannot even fathom being that brave Mm. or nice. Yeah. (laughs) It's a very Very unselfish unselfish. career. Very unselfish, especially when you consider like, that sounds like that sucks. Mm -hmm. You don't even get your husband around and you're not even making tons of money. (laughs) I know. It's like not even, not a fair trade, even if you were, but. Right. Okay. So the next one is they said that they are a flight attendant slash yoga instructor. This person sounds like my kind of people. <laughs> they make 29K. Um, their favorite luxury is a long weekend vacation somewhere every other month, which seems good. Yeah. Um, a necessity they can't afford is paying all of their rent and living expenses on their own. Oof. Which, I mean, to be fair, I couldn't pay all of my expenses on my own. Yeah. I have a husband. Um, yay husbands. Um, how much you save a month? About 150 to 200. Do you feel like you make a fair wage? Yes. Fair livable. Definitely not in the first five years. If you don't have a, if you don't have a partner to share expenses. Yeah. That's oh, so my, right. my assumption is that in her position, she'll be making more money after like, like as she advances. Um, no, I agree. I think, I mean, I feel like a lot of people are probably in that situation that, without a spouse or a partner or a roommate to share expenses with or family close by. Right. If anything ever happened to me, I know my parents would be like, yeah, you can come live here rather than like be here on the streets. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. And that's what makes me so sad for people like kids who really come from bad situations. They have to strike out on their own. It's like, we don't have anything in place to help them make it in the world. How do you get on top of yeah, that? Exactly. How are you putting anything away from the future? All it takes is one car accident well, and then you're which out is, of car and you're injured. Which is why I really hate the mentality of people when they say stuff like, um, like you just have to budget better and stuff like that. Some people literally are scraping by every single month, like skipping meals because they have to, because they literally cannot afford it. Like buying the cheapest food possible. I feel like Sometimes I get really frustrated with our financial situation because we're putting, you know, we're paying more towards debt and stuff like that. But sometimes I'll get really frustrated about it. And then I remember like when I go grocery shopping, I don't budget. Like I don't have to sit and think about. You're not pricing out. Like, I'm not is pricing this out. rice 10 cents cheaper. Right. Exactly. And I feel so blessed mm-hmm. that I don't have to do that because I know so many people in this country are not in that same situation. Yeah, and it just breaks my heart. Always be grateful. Anyway. Wow. We're going to have to like speed through. I know we're, 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 I think we're doing a good time. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So this next one is a career concierge annual income, 36 K favorite luxury. They can afford designer clothes necessity. They cannot afford retirement. LOL, which I'm like, wait, I've never, I cannot believe you have to start saving for your retirement now. basically the entire time you're working. Yep. No, like, like the fact that I don't have anything saved in retirement, I'm like, I know. I'm hoping to make it a quick millie and then just go from there. <laughs> I know. Same. I'm always like, you know what? Someday I'll just inherit a bunch of money or yeah. like I'll come across a million dollars and then I'll be fine. My retirement will be set. Seriously. I just have to wait for that to happen. <laughs> um, how much they save a month? 300. Go girl. Uh, do they make a fair li- wage? Vis- uh, livable wage for the most part. Uh, she says, I definitely make a livable wage. I mean, it's enough to get by and still afford some luxuries and I'm able to take a couple of vacations every year. But as far as making any real progress with savings for events and retirement, it's not doable. It's a good temporary job until I have a degree. New York is just expensive AF. Yeah. She lives True. in New York. 
she's coolest. Okay. Okay. So this next person. What? Yeah. She makes that much? Yeah. Sorry. They. <laughs> okay. So this person said um, they are a digital marketing director slash entrepreneur slash business owner. Their salary is 120000 Oof. They can afford all necessities. Yeah, you bet can. you can. They said they save. So- <laughs> they save six thousand dollars a month plus investment returns. <laughs> it's fine. I'm crying. Um, they said I make a livable wage considering I don't have a family. You definitely make a livable wage. I sir. would say so. But would still feel comfortable supporting a family. Yes, you would. Um, they anyway. Um, they said that income three years ago was like $12 an hour though. So they've built this business themselves and that's really impressive. Um, anyway. Oh, freaking amazing. I also just want to say now they employ minorities and friends. Um, I can provide for myself and others. Hashtag capitalism provides. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. Wow. That's so amazing. Okay, next one. Oh, I I messaged them back, so I I threw us off. I said, "Okay, holy, that's okay." Okay, so this next one: uh, career bank supervisor, annual income forty four thousand a year. Favorite luxury: makeup, skincare, necessities. They can't afford down payment for a car. Save zero dollars a month. They do not feel like they make a livable wage. She says, "I live in NYC and I'm barely above the poverty line. Despite being a dual income household, we have zero dollars in savings. It's been five years living here and getting to this point in my career. Honestly, ouch." Brutal, brutal, brutal. I mean, there are some places in the U.S. that are way more expensive to live in than others. We got a few. We had one girl who messaged us and said when she told me that her mortgage was like seven hundred dollars a month, I almost cried. Yeah, because mine is much more than that. Texas. It wasn't Texas, but (laughs) but there are just some areas of the. I mean, oops. I almost sent a selfie to someone at like like a selfie of me just now. Love that. Thank you. Um. Anyway. Just shocked all around at some of these. Um, okay, this next person said they're a nanny. They make 30K. Um, favorite luxury you can afford? There is no such thing. <laughs> um, necessity you can't afford? Good. Ooh. Pre and post workout drinks? Sorry, that sounded really weird in the middle of that. Just a quick. Um, how much you save a month? $100 in their Roth IRA and between $65 and $100 monthly for things like car maintenance and emergencies. They said that they live in LA and they make like $15 an hour, which is minimum wage there. Um, They feel like they can pay the bills and save, but they also live in a two bedroom apartment with four people and can barely pay their $800 rent, which is super cheap. Yeah. Um, I've invested in a lot of cheap hobbies like biking and hiking, but there's not much to do with other people unless you want to fork over $30 to $50 a week to go eat dinner or see a movie. Oh my gosh. That, see, it's things like that where I'm like... That's true. If you're like, you're getting by, but also you're not able to go do things. I don't know. I just feel like that just is sad to me. And I feel like people should be able to, like, if I had all the money in the world and I ran Amazon, (laughs) I would want everyone to be able to just, I don't know, I'd give all my friends money so they could do whatever they want. Seriously. Okay. The next one. Mm. Let me see if I took a screenshot first. Okay. You can read that one. Okay. The next one is... Career fitness instructor, sales associate, surf instructor. Sounds fun. Annual income, 10 to 15K. Favorite luxury they can afford, cat toys, necessity they cannot afford, a dining table. Uh, How much they save a month? No idea. About 500, depending on utilities. Um, 
Her thoughts are groceries are stupid expensive and so is gas. And my husband is full-time in school. So minimum wage does not cut it. Not very livable in Southern California. How is my question? You're making $10,000, 10 to $15,000 a year. And you're living in Southern California. And your husband is in full-time in school. Um, that's insane literally, for being alive. Literally same. Okay. So this next person says that they are a piano teacher slash fine art model slash full-time student. And they make 15 to 20 K favorite luxury professional beauty products because they're an esthetician. So they get a discount. Nice. Um, necessity. They can't afford car maintenance. It's all been there. Um, how much they save a month? A hundred dollars. They focus on their debt and they said that they feel like they make a livable wage. Good for them. So this next one is intense. This mm-hmm. person, I want to send them a hug and a Amazon gift card, not Amazon, <laughs> something else, just straight up cash. Just okay. a Visa gift card. Career slash job, AV tech cashier and barista. Yes, three jobs. Annual income combined $35,000 a year. That is crazy. Uh, favorite luxury you can afford, Kemp's ice cream. Costs $4 for one carton of it. It's my boyfriend's favorite, so we always try to keep one in the freezer. Necessity they can't afford, car insurance and payment. How much they save a month between five and 115. We live very paycheck to paycheck. Um, yeah, wow. She had some. She had some thoughts on this one. Um, her last question, which is, do they make a livable wage? Absolutely not. I have a slightly unique living situation. I love my boyfriend. He's amazing and caring and loving guy. However, he has a felony. He got involved with his friends doing dumb stuff. Uh, they broke into an abandoned building and got caught. That's a felony where they live. This felony stops him from getting a quote unquote regular job. And since he's had to have, uh, odd jobs and end jobs, he's a little bit older than she is. She's essentially the breadwinner in their answer. So her jobs fluctuate a ton. She makes, oh, this one, there's so much to unpack here. I know. So she's a cashier making $12.30 an hour, roughly one to three days a week, only with four-hour shifts. It brings in a little bit extra. Um, During her main job, she... I, th- I think she makes a bulk of her income, but she's a manager at her barista job and she makes eleven fifty an hour. She's the lowest paid employee at her store. No one has ever attempted to get me a raise. And anytime I demand one, it's the store doesn't make enough, but they pay high school kids $12 an hour, LOL. So anyway, that sucks. Everyone tip your baristas. Really tip your baristas. For all of us. Um, yeah. Um, Okay. So the next one says they are a nanny. Their household income, which is hers and her husband combined, which I appreciated, yeah, um, is sixty k. They uh, are for savings. Yeah, they don't have any debt, and they cover all of their emergencies with cash. Um, they save two thousand a month, which, if you don't have any debt, I mean, sounds yeah relatively reasonable. Honestly, she said that she ma- feels like she makes a good income because she only works part time. So, oh, seriously. Uh, so her husband must have a good job. Okay. This girl is, I'm regretting my life decisions when I read this. She's a master esthetician, only been an esthetician for a year, makes $30,000 roughly annually. Her favorite luxury is making trips happen with family and friends and knowing we can save up the money for it every time. The necessity they can't afford is they feel like anything they need, they can afford. They save $1,600 a month. They're very good at saving money, but they also, she's also good at spending money. Um, she feels uh, her thoughts on making a livable wage. Yes, I work about three times a week for maybe four hours a day currently, but I work hard. I keep myself educated. I put in the money. I'm always keeping in contact with my clients. I'm 20 years old and I've made my dreams come true. I make my own schedule and time. I work for myself and I get out what I put in plus more. I mean, I think I feel like especially knowing how little 
like how little few hours she has to work a week. Like just imagine if she was working twice the amount of hours, which would still be like part-time hours and she'd be making 60 K. Exactly. And for some people, I read a really interesting article on finding a good career. Some people really will always value like comfort and flexibility over money. And not not to say that she's not making like totally respectable money. Right. Absolutely. But well, she also said, um, that her husband, excuse me, she said that her husband also pays for the house car phones. And so they, they save and play and live with her money. So her husband handles all the bills and her money is like their disposable income. That is, which makes sense that I think that that is a really good way to start combining your income or maybe not. I guess I haven't done that quite yet. Alex and I have been like, what do we just like pool our cash? Like everyone does does it ever. And I used to feel like I used to, I used to feel uncomfortable when people would tell me that they and their spouse like kept separate bank accounts because I felt like, um, I don't know. I mean, I knew a few people that did that and those few people that I knew ended up getting divorced, but that's like, yeah, not causation. Um, that's strictly correlation, but, um, personally, Seth and I have always had a bank account. Literally the moment we got married, we got a joint bank account. Um, and I think that's worked for us just because I don't like to manage money. Mm-hmm. It stresses me out so much and it doesn't stress Seth out. Oh, that's, that's a good partnership right there. Right. And so what's worked best for us is to just have all of our money come into the same, same account. Seth quote unquote balances our checkbook. Mm-hmm. You know, he like makes sure that we have enough money for our bills and where it's going. And I just don't spend money <laughs> <laughs> to keep it, to keep it exactly where to, he was when he it left needs it. it to be. So anyway, go then. Anyway, uh, you read that one. No, did you? I no, no, you, you read it. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that, that last one I read your turn. <laughs> we'll cut that part out. Um, okay. This person says they are a manager for a company that sells lash extension supplies. They make $17 an hour. So around 35 K. I feel like that's a little, it's a little bit more than 35 K, but anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not including taxes. Yeah. If it's hourly, maybe she takes time off. Um, favorite luxury lashes, but she says she can only afford to get them because she gets half off because she's an employee. Mm-hmm. Um, necessity. She can't afford anything medical related girl. We relate prescriptions. I need for ADHD are $300 a month and birth controls $500 <gasps> a month. Trying to find another affordable option. Right. Um, she's trying to find another affordable option and it sucks because they can't afford health insurance. Um, which super sucks because if you have a job that doesn't give you health insurance, health insurance is so much more expensive and mm-hmm. your all of the plans available are absolutely abysmal. Like, which is crazy. So I will take like the tiniest sidetrack here just to say like on the medical side, which we've got, like most people have said like that their medical expenses are like the thing that they can't afford. Um, and I, <laughs> It just blows my mind how devastating a medical bill can be. We, um, two years ago, right after I had my baby, like he was literally eight weeks old, I got appendicitis and I had to go to the ER. My appendix literally ruptured as they were pulling it out of my body. And I was there for less than 24 hours. Like we left, we got there at about, I want to say 9 PM. Mm -hmm. Um, and they did the surgery. We left at like 5 a.m. because we wanted to be there 
as little as possible. Because they will charge you. Because they charge you for like every single second you're there. And (laughs) we got the bill and I cried for hours. They... So I was on my own health insurance at the time. My health insurance sucked um, because the health insurance that was offered to me through my job, the one that was grossly underpaying me and was paying me $11 an hour was going to charge me $500 a month for health insurance. And I was just like, that's, I mean, it was really good insurance, but I was like, I just can't afford to have $500 taken out of my paycheck every month. So I was using my own and I was only paying like 200 bucks a month, but it was absolutely horrible. I got a bill for like $8,000 for my appendix. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, my gosh. For like an emergency procedure. Absolutely unavoidable. It's an appendix bursting. No negligence on your part. Right. It wasn't like a pre-existing condition. It wasn't like I didn't do anything. I mean, not that most medical expenses, you know, are anything that you could do to prevent it, but it wasn't like... I was literally just living my day-to-day life. I wasn't even living my day-to-day life. I was laying in bed all the time because I had just given birth. Yeah. And then I had to have my appendix ripped out of Oof. me. So I anyway. I mean, good thing babies and birth aren't expensive. So you probably just had $8,000 lying around. Yeah, exactly. I hadn't just paid thousands of dollars for the birth of my child. So everything was fine. Anyway, that is truly one of the things that makes me most enraged about, um, about healthcare. And everything. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we have to do that again because it's going to be the same situation with my hernia. So fun. I love it. Anyway. Back to what this person said. They said, it's fair for what I do, but I can't live on it forever. It's more than I've ever made. So that's good. It pays all of our bills living on our own, but we have very little extra. Yeah. That sounds about, that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. This next one is career legal assistant, annual income, 18 K favorite luxury, a new book every month and taking my brother to dinner every few months necessity. They can't afford health insurance. Once again, um, how much you save a month, 300 if all goes well, usually less because something always seems to come up. True. They say I make a good wage for having an entry level job, but it won't be livable for much longer. I'm lucky to live with family. So no rent, just bills, but I have a lot of bills. Yeah. Like, like we said, how could you Right. Because, because when people will say it's a livable wage and then they say, but it wouldn't be if I had to pay this, if I had to live on it, just me. (laughs) Right. And then I'm like, see, and again, I'm not trying to like be condescending or like tell these people that they're wrong. I just feel like so many people have different concepts, sort of a livable wages. Mm -hmm. And I feel like most of us don't, most people don't have a livable wage. Yeah. I feel like most people are making so much less than they deserve to be and that they should be too like literally well, live legal assistant that does not sound like it's not like a glitzy job or like anything i don't know I'm, i hope i hope that it's like fun for them or whatever but it's not like it's some burger flipping job oh my gosh that was so degrading to burger flippers i'm so sorry that's not that people in and out make like 12 dollars an hour good for the people in and out but i know i'm happy regardless like it's not like a job that a monkey could do or something like well, that. well it's like, not it's a crazy. job that you got just for fun like in between these. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like for a job that again, it's entry level, I get that, but I feel like an entry level job should be paying you more than no one can live on $18,000 a year. Yep. Like if you're paying for your rent and stuff. So I'm glad that this girl is not like is living with her family and doesn't have to pay for rent. Um, and so then yes, like it's livable for the situation that she's in, but I feel like for most people, $18,000 just wouldn't cut it. Yeah. Her thoughts on it are that, um, the extra stuff is her and her boyfriend are putting off getting engaged until they can afford a wedding in a house. It will be quite a while. He has a like a, a higher paying job, though. Um, so hopefully that isn't too far off. That's 
like as much as I'm like, oh, that is like, that's sad. And that sucks. Like, I think there are some situations where people are like, we'll just have this teeny tiny wedding and like, we'll live on love. But also like, I just got engaged after having like a particularly rough year and Alex is in school full time. And I'm like, Oh, money what we're gonna be off of our parents insurance soon what yeah that sucks yep okay last couple ones by the way all of y'all yeah i've got a really good one to end out oh ash has the best one to end out i hope everyone's still listening we're actually gonna plug this earlier and then we forgot to we'll put it in the description so everybody is intrigued um okay so this girl says they are a business development manager slash full-time student they make 14k Favorite luxury is a coffee every day. Necessity. They can't afford a car. Um, They save about $100 a month. They said, I should be making a lot more for my position in the company, but my boss is manipulative and I feel trapped and guilty for wanting to leave, but I need to stay paid need to stay to pay living expenses in school and build my resume i know i could get a job elsewhere but i don't want to look flighty on my resume look flighty look flighty look flighty i'm sorry honestly my personal advice is just going to be if the rest of your resume isn't flighty unless you have like seven jobs and you've been at each of them for three months yeah that's when that's an issue right but if it's one job or even again i don't know your living situation or and like your history but i feel like in most cases it is okay And like, sometimes a job just doesn't work out. And I feel like most employers are understanding of that, especially if the rest of your resume is good. If you have good education, even if you don't have good education, look, I didn't finish college. Ash didn't finish college. We're not judging anybody. I also job hunted for like eight months before I found a job that I really liked it does not hurt to look and it will probably take a minute so don't go quit your job and then look for a job like right so look around for another job but I honestly feel like I mean there's no harm in putting your resume out there and starting to do interviews and stuff and a lot of companies probably aren't going to think that you're flighty I mean I feel like well if you're a full-time student like Mm -hmm. you're fine yeah I'm with you I think I have that okay, one. And then say, I'm going to read don't have it. my super fun one that I'm super excited about. Okay. So their career is paraprofessional educator. If I'm being completely honest, I don't know what that is. Income 31K, favorite luxury, being able to save up money to travel. Necessity is I have enough for what I need, but certainly wouldn't be able to support a child. Amen. Um, they save 350 a month. And they, their thoughts on their wage are, it's livable, yes, it's tight considering I live in the city, but still livable and I'm very thankful. That being said, I think that the wage is not fair based off my experience, the area I live in, and how hard the work is. Okay. Do you have another one? Because I'm going to... Nope, that is... Okay, so it. I was so curious about this and I'm so excited that we actually got a response. I wanted to know how much influencers make. So I messaged a bunch and I did get one response. She was awesome for, um, like having a conversation with me about this because I I think that especially that's very touchy. And I think you get a lot of copycats when you're quote unquote in the public eye and being an influencer is something a lot of people are like, like who hasn't been like, I'm just going to get famous on the internet and be rich for forever, but it takes a shiz ton of work and talent. Okay. So without giving too much away, um, this influencer has a bunch of online products and particularly um, photo presets that she sells and just a bunch of other online products. Workshops, like videos and things that people can purchase. Yeah. Um, So they have like online products, like things like that. And then influencing just in general. Um, Her 
income was $150,000 a year, one of the years. I don't know if that's annually or if she had a really good year that year. Um, but yeah, she says that she assumes that other influencers of her same caliber, which is several hundred thousand followers make somewhere like along the same lines. Um, so yeah, anyway, she said she doesn't want us giving away too many details. She said, um, when she wanted to sell presets, I was so against presets because for the most part, people are just ripping off each other's presets. They worked really hard and tweak them to look a little different. Or some people literally just sell them with a different name and profit off of it. And she was so annoyed by it. Um, she didn't want anyone to have the same type of photos as her. She says like, I was quote unquote, that girl, um, she developed her presets from scratch and was really proud of them, like loved them. They were really personal to her, but people were constantly asking and the preset trend wasn't going away. So she said, I finally had the mentality that if you can't beat them, join them and just sent it and non- and she can now comfortably afford to live in um, the city that she lives, that she loves. She says that's the best part. Um, she used to just do photography and videography, like like a lot of people and that's a lot of influencers who have especially the ones with good photos as their professional photographers um and so she when she was doing that she was filming weddings and making good money but she wasn't left with tons of money to spend um like going to the movies even had to be budgeted and i could hardly afford groceries at all after all my bills were paid so to answer your question what is your favorite luxury you can afford um i'd probably just say living comfortably i don't cringe when i pay for gas anymore i can go to concerts and random road trips and stuff like that without constantly stressing it helps that i don't have to pay for school um and there are a lot of financial responsibilities that she doesn't have. So it's like really good for her, which I would say like $150,000 a year. That's pretty damn good, man. <laughs> so I would love anyway. So that's just one influencer. And I think the cool thing about influencers is they all have their specific, like a lot of them have different products. Like people make meal plans, exercise plans, things like that. A lot of people do presets. A lot of people do workshops, but the workshops are so like, there's such a wide range of different kinds of workshops that are available. And, um, and there's a lot of work that goes into those types of things. Um, not to like plug our own thing, but Ash and I were working on a project together that we were going to sell. And then we had to take a break when I got pregnant because I was dying. Um, and we still haven't picked it back up yet, but it's one of those things that we were like, Oh, this would be so fun and we could sell it. Yeah. And then we started doing it and we were like, this is so much for, Oh my gosh. Like we worked at it pretty hard for a few weeks, honestly, like a month Yeah, where we were constantly getting together and working on it and we have barely done anything for it. Like, yeah, it was like, it's going to take us. That would have been like the seed of it. And it took weeks and weeks and weeks and so much time like, it was so much fun and I've loved oh, it. Oh yeah, totally. And I and we can't wait. It. Yeah, we should finish <laughs> it. But, but anyway, so here's the thing is I think that making money and generally having a career that you love, it's like, I would say it's 50% hard work. And then I would say like maybe 25% passion. And well, I don't even know. Tenacity's up there somewhere. I don't think I gave tenacity a big enough percentage. Um, but these people who know nothing happens overnight and nobody gets rich or famous or successful overnight. It takes work. And if it doesn't look like it took work, you're lying to yourself. I heard a really interesting podcast. 
And it was like something like, oh, I'm infuriated when I see these idiots on Jersey Shore and they're millionaires. And it's like at least those I mean, for just to use that terminology, the idiots on Jersey Shore at one point got up, got dressed, left their houses and went to some kind of casting event somewhere and got cast on Jersey Shore. Right. And that probably was not their first one. Mm -mm. Oh, I would guarantee it's not their first one. And it panned out for them. And that was probably one of the luckier breaks in the universe. I won't deny that. But if you're just sitting at home being like, I wish that I was, you know, for instance, a successful influencer. It takes work. It takes years and years and years. I always forget how long that stuff takes. And then I will be listening to a podcast. I don't even use that printer. Why is it? (laughs) Um... I was listening to a podcast recently and an influencer was on it and they were one of those people that I started following when they only had like 40k Mm -hmm. and now they have like over 400k and they and I've only been following them for like three or four years Mm -hmm. um so they've grown a lot over just the last few years and I feel like that's pretty typical of most influencers is it takes a long time to get that first break And then once they like really hit their stride is when they start growing really fast. But they were saying that they've been doing it for 10 years. Yeah. 10 years is a long time. Oh, a long time. And for probably absolutely no payout for the first five, I would wager. Uh, Probably. Like, and even when you do start getting paid for that sort of stuff, I want, we're going to do an entire episode on influencing and that sort of stuff. Cause I feel like that's really fascinating. And a lot of people don't talk about like, it's something it's interesting because it is becoming more of a job if that makes sense like it's becoming a job that a lot more people have because yeah it's, all, exactly. it's been a job for years yeah there have been people who are making millions of money as influencers and bloggers for years yeah but just in the last few years it has been one of those things that everyone and their dog has decided they're an influencer and I feel like there's good and bad to it but I feel like there's space for everybody totally and Anyway, so we want to do an entire episode on it because I feel like a lot of people are really... It's a dream job. It's a dream job, but a lot of people, it's easily romanticized. Yep. And I also feel like it's one of those things that it's easy to... Um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people who are influencers just don't talk candidly about it, which is... I mean, I get it. And granted, I'm the same way. I don't... I don't really consider myself an influencer. I only have like 40,000 followers, but, um, it's one of those things that like talking about money or anything else, it's kind of uncomfortable to talk about your level of success because it just feels so braggy Totally, to be like, yeah, I'm so successful. And I, you know, do this and it's a real job guys. Um, but it's real freaking work. Right. And so I feel like it kind of deserves its own episode, which is why I didn't want to get into, because I do make an income off of what I do on Instagram, but I feel like I didn't really want to get into it in this episode because I feel like it's an entirely different. It deserves its own episode. Right. Not just what I do, but just influencers in general. So anyway, this was such a fun episode to record. If you like talking about money again, uh, refinery 29 is just a random website. I don't even know how I found it. They do money diaries. So go read those for fun. Um, Maybe we'll do this again sometime when we have like a wider. I know. I really want to do. I really want to do an about wage gaps. <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. We will work on getting an expert. So if you know an expert on 
it's a wage gap. <laughs> Send them our way. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we love you all. We Don't forget you. to follow us on Instagram at my best friend podcast and leave us a review. We've, oh, we Only always forget nice. to plug. Yes. Leave us a nice review so that we can find more people and then we can start making buttloads of money. And then we'll tell you guys all about it. We'll be like, so, I mean, I make $200,000 a year. I work it's once It's barely a livable. I mean, my wage is livable, I guess. Would I have to support a family of five? I guess. I, I mean, I'm only in Bali every other weekend. So <laughs> I don't really know if it's that livable. What if there's You're anyone the who worst. makes $200,000 a year right now who's like all pissed off? Like, oh, you think I can afford that? Yes, I do. Okay, well, we love even you, and please leave us a good review. Anyway, shouting you out specifically for this person. Okay. Anyway, we love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.